0: Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. Today, we're going to explore the Garden of Nero with Nancy Arviso. Stick around, you don't want to miss this. I am really excited to have Nancy Arviso of the Garden of Nero with us. The Garden of Nero. Was developed by Susan Breerly, and it is an amazing place to visit. So we're going to take a look into the garden. Be just one moment. Welcome, Nancy.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. And Nancy's in Arizona, so I'm just a little bit jealous. I, I was out there a few years ago. Was actually thinking about moving there but the environment didn't agree with me <laughs> but but i'm i am uh, I guess i'll be okay in north carolina so where are
1: you in north carolina in
0: raleigh okay yeah. we'll have a
1: conversation about that a little later
0: <laughs> okay okay that's fine with me okay so nancy tell me about yourself how did you um get involved in all this i know a lot of people that are in the garden neuro or from writers and artists and creatives and and that. So let's hear about Nancy.
1: Well, thank you. That's, um, I've been thinking about this because it's quite a long story and I don't want to take a long story to tell it. Uh, It started really about, um, well, I go back way back 10 years ago. I was a podcaster. I was working with independent authors when independent authors were brand new to the whole world, and they were still kind of looked down upon by the published author. And I was doing podcasts. I was interviewing them, reviewing their books. That led to editing. That led to uh, promotion work. And um, it it just kind of evolved from there. Then um, I, I took a break from publishing for a while. And started helping other other people in, in their businesses, so I got into what is now considered uh, user interface and user experience design work. I didn't even know that until wow. you know somebody had to explain it to me, but it, that's what I've been doing for a long time so um moving to Arizona, my whole dream was to write the next great american author you know American novel, and it didn't quite work out that way and um we moved out here with horses, and that was something I wanted to do: was be able to ride my horse out into the desert. And we have that here. But then, in the beginning, at the beginning of 2018, my horse, my four-legged soulmate, died. And mm-hmm. it was sudden, and it was shocking, and it just it just stopped everything in my world for a while. Sure. And then um, a year later, one of my best friends, who was also a, a fantastic writer, hilariously funny and um also a business partner uh suffered a fatal epileptic seizure and died and it was also a big shock to my system especially after having come out of just barely come out of that and then going through that and it really put me down a path of kind of what i call what the fuckery i mean it was just a i, I couldn't believe all these things kept happening mm-hmm. And then at Jerry's funeral, I was supposed to speak at our funeral, and I had written this beautiful story about her and us and our friendship and our relationship, and and then I didn't speak at her funeral. I didn't stand up and speak, and it just caused a lot of shame and anger in me, and that continued to fester as I learned more about what Jerry was um, doing with uh, a local uh, therapy ranch out here called the Rancho Milagro, and they deal... They help victims of the sex slave industry. And all these dots in my life started connecting of trauma and family dysfunction and abuse and survival and thriving. And um, I had figured out that the part of our problem is that we don't tell our stories enough. We're not, especially as women, you know, things happen to us and we're told to keep it quiet. We're told not to tell that story. We're told, a lot of things that are just not true and as I started to come out of that and write more about it is when I met Susan and um, I met her through a couple other publications with um, Medium but it was when she started Medium that really kind of connected me with her and we just started having these conversations about um, the experiences we've had uh, the, the things that we want to create in the world. And I just, I was just felt so in line with her and, and the vision of it all. So, you know, that's kind of it in a nutshell, but really, you know, I was looking for something more than what I was doing and this is what I found. So it's really a neat place to land.
0: Yes. That's how I got to meet Susan. We're talking about Susan Breerly. Um, she's, uh, Founder, I guess you recall, of the Garden of Nero, um, and also Medium, which is a um, what do we call that, uh, it's on Medium, one of the, um, I can't think of what you call them. Well, it's a, it's
1: the fastest growing humor publication on, on publication.
0: Medium. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you for bailing me out there. <laughs> 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 yes, Medium is, has been a lot of fun to write. You know, too, because it challenges you the humorous the humorous side of things. Yeah, humor writing was something I needed to work on. So, I, I and on you know, when while. you're
1: dealing with a lot of anger, um, being funny. Jed Apato, the creator of the 40 year old version, mm-hmm. he um he says angry people make the funniest people. Yeah, you know, once we get past some stuff, we can really see the humor, this the absurdity in certain things. And you have to be able to laugh. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, I think she, Susan was doing a, um, she was starting to get into stand up when uh, COVID hit. And I was trying to get in front of women to speak as well about, you know, writing your story and how important this is. And then COVID hits and we're all shut down. And she did one or two um, like Zoom calls where we could yeah. read our work. And those quickly dwindled down to where it was just the two of us. And she started talking about books and how many she reads a year and journals. And then she got to the heart of it all. And we started talking about neuroscience. And that to us is like candy, you know, just beat it to us every minute of the day. (laughs) So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting how you're going down one path and all of a sudden something can change. And you know, that I, I'm a music quoter and a movie quoter. I love my, my music, my movies and my music. And so that is, um, green day, life grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. You know, that's mm-hmm. from one of their songs. And I just, I love that song. I love the message in it. And that's what we have to do. We have to let life grab us by the wrist and, that's kind of how I ended up in the garden.
0: What happens in the garden? What's the garden all about?
1: What is the garden all about? I was thinking about this. How to explain the garden? The garden is a collective of women. And it's a place where women can come together and both share their experiences, learn from each other, bring ideas to the table, find support for whatever they're going through and creating, and then find a way to share that with others. And the big goal here is to find a way to um, provide an income for those who participate in the garden. So, you you know, we're we're adding to their abundance in their lives just through what they create.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, I have, I'm gonna share my screen. My screen decided it wanted to go away anyway first of all i'm going to show um something that you ha- that you have in the garden the book club discussions which are on your podcast write speak play and uh, then look at my playlist over there unless you want guidance on how to sleep <laughs>
1: god you know we have so much fun in these conversations and so we have a couple different conversations that take place uh, live. We do, um, so in the garden, there are circles and courses and conversations and topics. I mean, just, there's just so much going on. So in the circles, we have a book club circle, a poetry circle, Lisa, that you know all about. We do write-ins. Um, that are both silent, and then we also do where we share our work, and then we write, we write for 30 minutes to a writer's prompt, and then share that as well. And the book clubs are, there's four tracks, there's uh, two, there's you read 200 um, books in a year, and then there's a, which is pretty intense to read 200 books in a year, and then you have a woman's track, so all of the uh, very good, you know, a top list of um, women authors. There's easy reads that we have. Um, so you can you know skim through things. And then we have monthly reads. So there's always an opportunity for a book to read in there. And then we discuss them. And once a week we get together and we have these fantastic conversations about these books we read. Um, starting with uh, Sapiens. Sapiens is just an amazing book to read. We get into the Souls Code. I've got a couple behind me here. Um, Sandtalk. Just uh, flying lead change, fantastic books that are about really the neuroscience of rewiring your brain through enlightenment, through education, learning things that you have not thought before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the book clubs are fantastic. I, I'm all about the book clubs. But then there's also the courses that Susan and I and Catalina are putting together Um Susan has put together, I think the best one so far that if anyone's really interested in hearing about the true journey of how the garden has come together, you've got, you have to take the garden journal, the garden vision course. Um, it's just a great, it's going to become a great archive of how the garden started and how Susan has been working on this for so long. And um So, you know, please go in and take that and you'll learn so much more about it. But there's a lot going on in there. You know, I want to tell you more about the kitchen table talks and then our our women project that we do. These are fantastic structured conversations. But, yeah, they're great.
0: Wonderful. So what about the kitchen table
1: talks? Okay. so kitchen table talks is where we it's a structured conversation where it's, it's it's timed. you know you were presented with a question we are each given like a minute or two to give our answers to the question our perspective our thoughts our experiences and then we circle back around on those answers and each each one of us is given time to you know speak our truth and and then we move on to the next person and so there's no kind of going on and on and getting off topic and by the end of it you've come away with a whole new perspective that gives you something to write about that gives you something to think about and then you know have conversations with other people as well mm-hmm. so there's there's that part of it but then there's also we have the women's project which is again another structured conversation when uh, we two or three women bring their idea or project or business or you know, some thing they're trying to work out to the table. They mm-hmm. um, share it with us, and then we are give the, our feedback. We can offer oh,
0: assistance
1: oh. to get. You know, like say, Lisa, you have a, a project you're working on, and you just need someone to get you over this little hump, but you don't even really know where to start. Right. So if you can bring it to this group of women, who and someone in the in the court, you know, someone say, I can give an hour. I can help you with that and get you over this hump. And now you're how much further ahead in whatever you're trying to achieve. Right. Oh, that's that's good to know. I yeah. Have to pay it's, a visit.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: fantastic, you know. And if you've been in the garden, like we have um, Laura, who's doing the uh, Million Women's Walk on Wednesdays, where we all walk together and share our walking experience on Wednesdays. And she brought some questions to the table, and hopefully we helped her. Get through them so she can move on to the next phase of what she's you know growing a business. And uh, Shalu was in there too, she came in with some great uh, you know, a project from her heart really um, to talk about the questions we ask. You know, when we ask a child, What do you want to be when you grow up, and how limiting that can be to a child? You know, right. how about asking them the question, How do you want to feel every day? or you know, just so. The conversations are deep, but they're also guided. Like I said, they're structured, and it makes the it makes the results happen a lot faster. I think.
0: Right. Wow. I, I'm kind. Of, I'm a member of the garden. I'm kind of more of a lurker. Uh, I I come in and out um, as I I have a real busy schedule, but I try to come in and and check in, and mostly in the poetry circle. That's my that's my wheelhouse but I also like to write. The poetry
1: circle is wonderful.
0: wonderful
1: You know um, when we do the live um, poetry circles on Saturday and people share those are wonderful. Uh, What an experience to have. I've never been to a live poetry reading you know in person so this experience of being able to it's kind of like how I wanted to get into public speaking but that's kind of scary. You know, uh-huh. to go to a poetry reading and get up on stage, that's kind of scary. So you're almost getting through a phase of that fear, doing it this way. And then the right. next step can be getting in person. You've already got your stuff yeah. that you've <laughs> already got. So, yeah, it's I, I like the poetry circles. They're really very, very interesting.
0: Are they well attended?
1: We've had we've had good attendance and then people come and go but I think as more women come to the garden and discover what we offer there and there's that space to share and and you know you don't want to share to necessarily strangers every saturday you sure. want people who you know get your work and can relate to it and this is the space to do it in
0: yeah uh, yeah i i'm a full advocate of of getting out there on these open mics and i conduct them i participate in them Um, And I never thought I would do anything like that because I'm really nervous about reading my poetry out loud. But if you read your poetry out loud, sometimes you find out there are things you need to fix. (laughs) It also helps you become more intimate with your work. And because I have a real hard time, I have a mental block for memorization, it actually helps me somewhat be able to remember more. So, and it's nice to get some feedback, especially if it's positive, which is, it really is in our poetry circles, you know, so. Yeah, I think too, affirming. being
1: able to put your words out there and have other people see, hear them, you feel their reaction to them. And mm-hmm. that's important to us as a writer, to understand how our words impact other people. So, yeah, being able to share them like that in that truly in that really safe space, that's, I think, the most important part of,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: when, especially this kind of the stuff I, I share can be hard, you know, hard to put
0: out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now I belong to the group that we meet, I guess it's about twice a year where we share our poetry and it's a real, what we call the sacred space because It's private. Um, Nobody can come in and read your work. Um, Only people who belong to the same group can read your work. Um, There's a real respect and honor. And um, some of the things that are shared are extremely personal. And actually, anything that I've written in that particular group has been the poetry that I've been able to to go out there and publish after I've polished it. So, there's something to be said about having a safe place to read your poetry
1: yeah it's um I think it's really important, and then I've been able to offer um, members in the garden to share their poetry on my podcast with um write, speak play. They can just send me a sound bite and we'll do you know if it's a three minute reading, I do little mic drops. And they're kind of fun to go back and listen to um, because they're just a few minutes and I don't put like any of the advertising or anything like that in it. And they're, they're really cool. It's really, it's really a neat experience to have that. And then those are nice. I've listened to them. And some of them are longer. I've read a couple of other writer's pieces that are a little longer. Uh, I like doing that, but the most important part of the whole thing, the, the podcast is to allow others, not just myself, but others to share their story. And some people don't want to read it. They're not ready to read it yet.
0: Right. Well, Mm -hmm. they they will when it's time or they won't, you know, whenever they feel comfortable with it. Yeah. How does a person join the garden?
1: So it's free. It's as easy as a link. Um, You know, we'll make sure to put a link in your show notes. And uh, then yep. they can also find me at Nancy Writes, and my first name is spelled N-A-N-C-I, and then Reitz.com, and I have a link there that will take them to the garden. Um, because it is on a, I don't know that we have an actual, I have to ask Susan about that, about the gardenofneuro.com that would point to the Garden of Neuro. Because it's hosted on a platform called Mighty Networks, it's a little mm-hmm. different kind of URL. And um, I'll have to see if I can find that really quick. Maybe I can, um, but it, it's, yeah. So it's garden of co slash feed. And that might be how it comes up for me just because, but like I said, if you go to, I'll, we'll make sure we put a show notes in. in yeah, in I have um,
0: actually already in my show notes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And then the good part is if someone comes through your link, now this is an interesting part of how the garden is structured. Um, what Susan is growing here is a way for, like say, Lisa, you wanted to create a course on um, writing poetry or sharing poetry or even podcasting. You, as you grow in your um, engagement in the garden, there are certain levels you achieve and as you go through those levels susan offers coaching in order to see where you're you know where you're going in life in business and whatever it might be and you're able to create a course within the garden and your course can be free it can be a paid course but it offers you the opportunity to build a course to share your experience your expertise to the members of the garden to a collective audience that is already there and interested in what each other is doing and possibly earn an income from it. Mm -hmm. And that is what's so different about the garden where she's offering that opportunity and the support, you know, it's not easy for uh, the solo entrepreneur to go out and afford, you know, all the features bells and whistles that maybe a, a platform like Mighty Network offers then also the team building of creating that course, you know, who wants to do it alone? And of right. course, having that audience when you have the course ready to go. Right. Um, so that's that is the biggest difference in the structure that Susan's putting together. This isn't just about creating abundance in her life, it's about creating abundance in all, all the lives of the people who want to be engaged in the garden.
0: Right, exactly. Wonderful. Well, Nancy, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to share? I don't think so. I
1: hope I covered everything. Um, I know I can go on a little bit. I need my my conversation structured, but um, I'm I'm very excited about being a part of the Garden of Neuro. Um, we have Susan. She has big goals, and she's got her ducks in a row. And I think that's what I like most about working with her. This is a real plant. This isn't a pie in the sky type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she calls it her, you know, end of life project. And which is, you know, I hope you know, long live the King, right? Um, long live the queen. But uh, you know, if anyone has any questions about the garden, they're welcome to contact me, Nancy writes. I'm also Nancy writes on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, or find me in the garden just would love to have you there.
0: All right. Nancy, thank you so much for coming on here today. I really appreciate it. I'll see you in the garden. All right. Thanks,
1: Lisa. Have a good day.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Stick around and listen to some closing music. You have a wonderful night. Bye.